Holy shit, two in a row. You don't act like you're not impressed. Let me tell you something, Pandeo. You pull any of your crazy shit with us, you flash a piece out on the lanes, I'll take it away from you and stick it up your ass and pull the fucking trigger till it goes click. Jesus. You said it, man. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. I told you. All right. Thanks again for coming back and stopping by. I, um, trying to, man, I almost sounded like JFK there. I, um, a, um, or what's his name from the mayor, Quimby, right? From the Simpsons. Uh, so, yes, I looked at my schedule and thankfully I did. I had other plans and realized it was Wednesday, which means is podcast. Podcast Wednesday for me. Now, the one that you listened to right before that, yeah, my nose still kind of fucked up. But the one you listened right before that was kind of a Happy New Year update and all that good shit, which has been fantastic. Uh, this time, I, uh, I, it's a little bit later. So the other one was later. I apologize. This one is too. And Squarespace. Uh, so, my card got canceled on accident, and I had to get a new one. Therefore, I had to update all my shit. Well, my charge for my website came up for juanandjoecomedy.com. You guys can go check it out there. I never really talk about it because I guess all the videos are on the YouTube, and we don't have any... Well, we... Juan and Joe Comedy, you know. Again, remember, I was going to change that, which... I should actually still. And I was thinking of a couple website names. Let me write that down really quick. Uh, but um, hold on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, you know, I was looking to, uh, to, to possibly, well, sorry, I can't do two things at once like that. So it's, the thing is, is that the Juan and Joe comedy website, I, I think I used to have merch on there. I say we because Baden and I started it. Um, you know, that's what Juan and Joe came from. And that's what it, this podcast should be called for those of you uh, who are new. And he unfortunately couldn't do the podcast anymore. So he left and really couldn't do much more. He had to attend other things. So. I ended up just carrying on myself. Therefore, anyways, the website has been around for a few years now or so. And, you know, I was, like I said, my my card canceled. It came up to renew the website and they couldn't charge it, of course. So I had to update my billing. Uh, and I have no problem doing that, of course. So I was going to do it and... All of a sudden, my website went from 13 and change to 23 and change a month, which is substantial. I mean, $10 a month is fucking crazy, but that pretty much is a double. So you're talking a 50% increase, right? Which is... 
that that is just unreal. I'm yeah, I'm almost saying that's a hundred percent increase, right? Um, so it's so much. That's a lot of fucking money, and I haven't pulled it. I hadn't pulled the trigger on it yet. I'm I'm gonna pull it at least for this month. I can pay it for annually, but I don't want to pay annually because you never know if you're gonna use it. Yeah, granted, I've been using it for a long time, but you never know what's gonna happen. I don't want to keep paying. I don't want to pay for something that possibly might not get used eventually or something like that. That's why I like doing month to month, right? Plus, I hate commitments, especially when people try to fucking tell me what to do. And and so I was kind of looking around to see if there was any discount code. Squarespace, Squarespace has always been great, and it's always been very reasonable. But to jump up to twenty three dollars a month, and you don't and like I don't even have e commerce. I could understand if I had e commerce and I was selling shit, but I don't. It's just a normal personal site that even if it was just a uh, a blog, that's all it would be. And they're charging $23 fucking dollars a month is insanity. And they the only discount code I could find is 10%, which is shit. It's complete shit. So I've been looking possibly at other options and seeing if there was... Maybe if I was looking in the wrong place in Squarespace, but so far it's been 23 bucks. So I might throw it up there, pay the 23 bucks at least for a month. It gives me at least some time, it gives me the chance to put up the podcast episodes that I have and gives me a chance to look for other ones, maybe other options or something like that. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see. But that's why it's late because that's a fucking huge increase. And I, I don't know, I don't get it. Um, it's unfortunate too, because I really love Squarespace. I just don't know. I don't know why you would fucking go that much higher. I, I mean, are they growing to the point, to the point where they have to keep up with that growth, with that pace? Cause I know that they sponsor a shit ton of YouTubers, a, a lot of people. I, I mean, it's nothing tangible. So it's, you know, there's nothing there as far as cost goes there. I mean, maybe maybe for for bandwidth and server and, and things like that. I don't know. I, 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 it, it's crazy. I know that inflation has been... Uh, well, you know, you ask some people, there's no such thing as inflation. <laughs> not to get into political uh, political shit politics. I'm not going to do that. I'm just saying that I know that's, that that has happened. And, and maybe you're, you know, have increased wages for your employees which i think is fantastic but to increase it that much i just don't see it justifiable so uh we're gonna see so i apologize for that but anyways um yes uh welcome to the podcast my podcast hella average with jose and as, as the updates went yesterday or yesterday last week uh, it was it's been um uh, been crazy for me right like I said, busy, but fucking great. And on most, most occasions, the new place is again, fantastic. I love it. I have my led lights. Like I, I'm in my office now. This is where I actually do my podcast. I'm in the process of getting a new desk, uh, for my, not only for my computer, my computers, shall I say, cause I'll have, I'll be running two machines plus my podcast, I guess mics and all that other good stuff. 
uh, and um, just a process of still setting up a few things in my office, but I am extremely excited for everything. And Barrett Jackson's right around the corner. And that's going to be fun. Hoping I, I am getting some passes. That's going to be fantastic. I'll be there probably for a couple days, at least working um, a vendor type of booth. Well, kind of a vendor. Be there showcasing the car that's going running across the block from, from my buddy Rick. And the, the car has actually been bought by a dealer already and the dealer is the is are, are the, well that's the person who is actually running it across the block but we're there to promote of course our the car because he built it but to also more or less promote the business because to me there's no fucking better place than barrett jackson for this type of car and that type of money for the guys that have fuck you money this is a place, you know, so it's, it's, it's the best demographic. It's the only demographic when you're, re when you're trying to reach an audience like this high, high end, you know, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollar vehicles and up and the exposure it's, 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 it's absolutely amazing. So uh, looking forward to that, and he's actually coming down, so I'm pretty excited for him that he's flying here and made some printed some cards and everything for the show. I'm very excited about it. I love the Barrett Jackson. I love cars. Uh, you know, if you guys want to check out my photos, they're always on Jose Meza underscore creator on IG. I do have a few videos on YouTube of the cars. I Still haven't put up that many yet on YouTube. It's it's um this is part of the part of the schedule that I have going now and hoping to start posting on YouTube once a week. I would like to do twice a week, but it's gonna I, I don't think I'd be able to hit that mark at least once a week, and that's gonna be tough as it is because I tried to also post the reels on IG. And the videos are not just going to, I just don't want only car videos, right? Or, or like vlogging, going to the car shows, the same car shows. Unless I was doing like this guy, Jeff, who does a good job and has increased his fucking followers. I swear to God, it was like 4,000 to like 60, 60K or more. But he does a good job. I mean, he only uses his, uh, his camera phone, which... Nothing against that. I use my iPhone all the time as well, especially now that I have the 14 Pro. And it's it's a fucking amazing camera. It really is. The stabilization on that is it's it's absolutely incredible. I I I have to say I've never seen anything like it before. And you know, it's scary to say that even running on my Ronin S on my gimbal with my Canon is not as smooth as that phone. It's it's fucking scary good. And I love it. I just love more though the footage that comes out of a mirrorless camera and the quality I think still is better on a mirrorless. Granted, not that it's bad on the iPhone by any means, but the stuff that I can do with the Canon is is still superb. It's 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 just I mean, yeah, this one has cinematic mode on the phone, but the Canon, you just have these this glass, these lenses that are just unbeatable and unmatchable. And and uh 
And so I, I love using that, but I have used my phone uh, quite a few times for reels and the, the picture looks great. Everything looks fantastic. And it gets it gets a lot of responses and it, a lot of hits, a lot of views. And that's kind of what this Jeff guy does. He just uses his camera, his iPhone camera. I think it just kind of goes around the car because he knows cars. I don't know. He knows. I mean, I don't know if I know more anybody that knows more cars about him than he does. Sorry. Um, I know he records him and, and, and goes through them. They're not usually very long, you know, maybe maybe a minute, a little bit longer if it's if if it's a little bit more detailed. And then he just kind of voices over what I, I, I assume voices over the specs on the car and talks about it. And obviously he gets a great response. He's he gets 14,000 likes on some of them views. And that's quite impressive. Uh, so, you know, that's why I'm trying to jump on reels a lot. And recently it's been phone because every time I do a great, a, a great B-roll style um, edit and, and I love them. It, it, sometimes it just seems like I get better views or more views from just you and the phone and you watching a car like just take off or, you know, especially if there's a Kona seg and just cutting a couple pieces together maybe because it's more raw footage i don't know i did a quick lambo a, a beautiful green uh mercy lambo it was it, i i i, I think you know the color's great and i did a quick i didn't nowhere near like that jeff guy does i just i just kind of went around it real quick maybe just said a few words and that was it so I, I, that, that, those, those are big hits and I love those. And I do want to do more B roll style for like the YouTube, some shorts, especially some shorts on YouTube, which are big. But I want to try to, and I think I mentioned this before, I still want to do more videos on YouTube that, that involve like maybe some type of skits, uh, something that, uh, a, a, a vlogging maybe that's, not just only cars, but other things. I don't know. Still working out that a little bit, but I do have it on the schedule. And that's the plan for the YouTube channel. So there's there's a lot I got going on, uh, as always. <laughs> and um, and yeah, and update on Brad. I still haven't wrote him. I, I know. I apologize. Sorry. I'm uh, moving around, sipping my pants down. Saw some chick walking by. and Yeah. Just had to show her what I got, see if she's impressed. No, I'm not that fucking much of a degenerate. I am a degenerate, but I'm not, I'm not going to jail. Come on. Uh, I had my face covered, so she doesn't know who I am. So then I thought, like, okay, um, I, I need to just get everything a little bit more orderly, organized. But I'm not one of those people. I used to be. I'm not going to, but I'm not one of those people where I go, everything's got to be perfect before I start anything. Nope. I've known that there's never a perfect time. And before you know it, it's four months later and you're still fucking trying to work out the details. Not going to happen. So anyways, I um, I forgot what I was saying before. Things all dirty. My computer's all dirty. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, uh, everything is great. I think I pretty much, pretty much nailed everything I was talking about. The last time, let me check. 
Well, I'm not sure. But anyways, I do remember one thing I had said is that, yeah, Brad, I still haven't had an update because I haven't uh, written him back. And that actually is not on my schedule, my list. So I got to put that on there so I can go ahead and do that. But who knows when he'll write me back. And let's see. Um, I think that's it for now. I, um, yeah, just, just Barry Jackson. So anyways, as I mentioned last time, this time I was going to try to do, or I was going to try to do a little bit something different, and that is kind of going on uh, topics, right? So uh, topics as far as topics uh, for the podcast, and maybe, maybe I'll have one, maybe I'll have two, uh, who knows, but I do have the one, and I had mentioned it on the last episode about Mount Everest, and thinking about possibly training. I know I said I was joking, but I was actually thinking about possibly training so I can do make the summit, do the summit. Um and uh and no fuck that. I'm not doing that shit. I I I never even had a fucking inclination or an idea of doing that. And I'll tell you here for one reason in a minute. Um well, we'll go over it in a second because I found it very fascinating about these facts about Mount Everest. We all know what Mount Everest is. It's fucking the tallest mountain in the fucking in in our existence or as far as our planet goes. Right, the tallest mountain in the world. And a lot of people have scaled it. A lot of people have tried and have not made it and also or um perished. And that's just the truth. But there was all these other little things I had no idea. Thanks to Joe Rogan, which I, I think I'm right behind him as far as uh, as far as the ratings and and being in the um, you know top five podcasts in the world. I'm really catching up to him. Thanks to him, I came into some crazy ass. Like he was talking about, I forgot who he was talking with about Mount Everest. So I decided to look into just a little bit more nothing crazy but i just found it fascinating and uh and i uh i decided you know what i'm gonna do an episode about everest and just these these facts and these are things that i found on the internet so hey you know i I could be wrong but i i did what i what I, i read articles that seem legit and found some resources that seemed to be accurate but again this this is not fucking news this is not ktr thank god i actually like fucking entertainment and music but i found it quite interesting so uh really quick before that <laughs> before i go into that i just thought of this dude by the name of ruben uh he so ruben was this guy at golds really good shape uh, you know, a bigger fucking dude for sure. More like on the bodybuilding side, shredded. And um, a personal trainer there. A bit of a fucking weirdo for sure. Super nice guy though. I mean, weirdo and I'll tell you in a second why. Not weirdo as in like a fucking creepy guy or not wanting to talk to him. Nice dude. Talk to him. I had a different, decent conversation with him. But it was... It was crazy because he, well, 
he, of course, he was doing HGH or juicing or whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter whether you do or not. Just if you do, just say you fucking do. Just don't, you know, don't lie about it, Liver King. You know, like that. I mean, come on, you don't need to fucking just fucking own up to it, man. You know who gives a shit? So, so anyways, um, this guy Ruben, and we known him for a little while. He was just kind of like, ah, God, I don't know how to describe as far as strange goes, but strange in a way of of uh, just out there as far as I guess visuals and what he was planning on doing. I don't know. I think a little lost. But anyways. The reason that came up is because Everest, when I brought that up just now, it, it triggered a memory of this dude. So he, I was helping him with something and he wanted a, he wanted a logo and his logo was the infinity symbol. So at first he, he was, he was decided that he was going to go by Christos then instead of Ruben. I don't know if he thought he was some type of, I don't want to say God, but not a higher being. I'm not sure, but that's kind of what it came across. I don't know the reason behind Christos, but he would sign his name Christos. And uh, (laughs) it's weird. And then he wanted his logo because he had a, a training, a trainer business, being a train, a personal trainer business. And it was just him. It wasn't like he was hiring other people. It was just that was his own business. And I think he eventually then wanted to have his logo as the infinity symbol. I almost, I believe that he also was thinking of going from Christos to change his name to like infinity or something like that. Like he's fucking Thanos or some shit. And he, I, I, I tried to do a little work for him and he was fine, but I, I just... Just fucking just weird and just like he just got more weird as fucking time went on. He was young, still you know, around my age at that time in, in early 30s or something like that. And so he's like, Yeah, you know, I'm Christos now, and this and that. My buddy Jimmy uh knows him too. And there was he was talking about going to um, I think it was Tibet and going and living with the monks. Uh, and, and and doing that, going to China and doing some type of uh, a retreat, but more more of like a, a year or two year long stay of some sort, and going over there to 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 go be a also maybe to possibly I think train to be a Buddha and uh a monk sorry a monk uh and um yeah <laughs> trying to be a buddha right? uh so he's gonna be like a monk or something like that but i had seen him i think just a couple a few months he was back and he was talking about and he on his back he's talks he's, he's talking about like you know climbing these fucking mountains and i think there are the seven summits i, I believe is what it, what it is the seven summits i can't name them for you i, mean, I could probably look them up i think i'm at i'm at the desk right now but it's the seven summits right and he was talking about that he was gonna climb all seven summits and i was like okay you know you just kind of entertain the idea like oh yeah cool whatever because the fucking guy's you know a little bit out of his fucking mind whatever and um 
So he's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go to China. I'm going to train. I'm going to go live. I'm going to go to Tibet. I'm going to live with the monks and I'm going to train with them. And then I'm going to, I forgot what some crazy training he was talking about. And then he goes, I'm going to also, um, you know, decide to climb the summits or something like that. Well, this is the first guy I've ever known and met that he lifted his shirt up and on his back, he already had all seven summits tattooed on his back. And I didn't know at first. I'm like, what's that? And he goes, oh, those are the, the seven summits. And he's like, yeah, I decided to have them tattooed on my back. You know, I'm like, cool. And he's like, yeah. So, you know, um, I haven't climbed one yet, but that's what I'm planning to do. My first thought was, shouldn't you tattoo those after you climb each summit? And why would you tattoo them before you even fucking even try one? I, 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 I was... I was just uh, a dumbfounded. He's just like, "Yep, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tattoo. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna climb all these summits." So I figured I'd just, I tattoo them now, and uh, and and that's my goal. That's that's what I'm gonna do. I don't know whatever fucking happened to the dude. Uh, he, I'd seen him probably a year after, and he was wearing some fucking designer jeans and uh, definitely not looking like a monk. Let me tell you that. And he was saying something about that he trained with the Chinese and I don't know what the hell he was doing. No, I didn't ask him about the summits because I don't want to fucking sit there and listen to some more bullshit. I just didn't have time for that shit, man. But I just always thought, don't you write shit where at least like, like you don't fucking go to your bedpost and notch fucking 10 notches in there and go, yep. And you're like, fuck. Like, what are these notches? All these bitches you bang? Like, no, those are the girls I'm going to bang. I'm going to plan on banging. Like, you don't fucking notch your shit until you already done the deal, right? And, and I, I just, I never understood that. But I've always fucking laughed about it. And my, my buddy Jimmy and I were just fucking laughing about that shit. So it's just so funny how that happens. I swear to God, I'm getting worse at fucking telling stories. I don't know why. I think I think about it too much. I never did before. Well, I did and I didn't. Now I do again. I don't know. But anyways, I always thought that was funny. It was, it, it was just, I, I, and I, I still wonder, like, whatever happened to the fucking dude? If I remember, if I knew his last name, I, I probably would be able to look him up. I'm sure he's, especially with IG being out, I'm sure he's all over that fucking place. Probably TikTok. I bet you no question he's on that motherfucker. Uh, maybe one of these, maybe like after the episode here, I'll I'll try to see if I can find them. But I'm not going to try very hard. I'm just curious. Uh, I might have in my emails. So anyways, about Mount Everest. I found it quite fascinating um, on some of these things. So the, the crazy thing is, is, um, is I, okay, so Mount Everest is, of course, you know, as I said, the tallest mountain in the world, right? Yeah, so Earth's highest mountain, right? Above sea level, of course, because there's probably bigger ones that are underwater. I'm sure, you know, from from what research or whatever has shown, which I don't doubt. And, you know, it's the sub-range of the Himalayas, right? And uh, it, it's, it's, it's a very interesting thing because... 
I don't know if you know this, but there's been a lot of people that climb this motherfucker. So, so, I, and and this this is one thing I never knew. I couldn't believe it. So, so how many people, how many people have fucking climbed this mountain? Okay, so the number of people of as of December 2021 is 6,014 people. That's how many that have actually reached the summit. Okay. And which is quite a bit, you know, but what I found so fucking fascinating is how many people have died on Mount Everest. Okay. So the thing is, is there, as of November of last year, 2022, 310 people have died while attempting to climb Mount Everest. Now, that that's quite a bit. I, I granted, I think it started in in a nineteen thirty five or may or no earlier, probably I think nineteen twenties or something like that. And I'll get into that in a second or in a few minutes. But um, considering in six thousand, you know, six thousand fourteen, three hundred and ten, okay, the death rate is not crazy high, but nonetheless, I was still surprised. That that's how many people have died. That's not the part that fucking blew my mind away. Because I'm like, okay, yeah, people are going to die, of course. And most of you maybe knew. I really didn't. And I guess I never thought about it. I really didn't. But um, the majority of the dead are still on top of that mountain. That's what I found so crazy. And... Some of the bodies have never been found, and they are like most of them are perfectly preserved. So, from what I understand, there's a lot of people that that have died there, and with that, as they're climbing, they actually like come across bodies. Sometimes you climb over them, you sometimes you step over them, sometimes you see them off to the side. And they still have their, all their fucking clothes. They're still like, like, fully clothed, clothed, and and like, the there's hair just moving, and they say, they say that you know it just looks like they're sleeping, and they've been there for a long fucking time, and that's what's just so fucking nuts to that's that's what was blowing my mind. So, the number of the bodies. Um, as they say are like remarkably well preserved because of course the fucking sun the the sun the the cold the winter but it's crazy that that happens and they and they can't be they can't be moved i mean they're saying like like some have some bleached parkas uh outline uh, outline faces frozen in the color of charcoal all right um it it's 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 mind-blowing to me that there's that many bodies and you really have to walk over them i to me i i was wondering like would i be able to do it and i don't know if i could i guess maybe if i'm that driven if i'm going to climb mount everest that's what i'm gonna do but the first time you see that and you just realize that they're actually dead that that's just that can't be good right It, it like you gotta feel bad for these people and then you think, 
fuck, I don't want to fucking lie there frozen forever. And it's because, you know, one of the reasons that they said is, is that the body freezes to rock. So they can't be moved. Most of the time, they just can't be moved. It's, it's too hard. It's too difficult. It's too expensive. And so basically, it's, it's, it's simply too hard to remove a dead body from that mountain because it's that fucking harsh. They even talk about like even the fittest, like most experienced mountaineers, which are the Sherpas with the, with, you know, the most support and the best equipment can't guarantee to make it to the top or even get back from a failed attempt. So it's, it's virtually impossible because the body freezes to the fucking rocks or to the mountain, let's say to the side of the mountain where it gets buried. And I think they said, I oh God, I, I, I knew, I thought I had put this, but the body freezes, the entire body freezes in a matter of four hours and it'll freeze to the mountain, I think in one or two. So it doesn't take long. And, uh, and bringing back a body requires, you know, it's going to be, it's not going to be just one person. I mean, you, okay. I just not too long ago sold a, a brute bag. Okay. Those things that you fill with sand. It was a hundred pounds. And it was a round bag, 100 pounds, dead fucking weight. It's got to be one of the heaviest things I've ever lifted. It's 100 fucking pounds. I can bench, the, the highest I've ever benched is three, 385, okay? And I, I, it was a motherfucker lifting that son of a bitch. It's dead weight, 100 pounds, so you imagine nobody there is going to be less than 100 pounds, more than likely. So you're trying to remove uh, a body from that, and then it's going to be stiff. And no, I, I mean, of course you're going to need a fucking team for that shit, you know. So, you know, uh, uh, with very good conditions, it would cost anywhere between forty to $80,000. That's what they say, okay? If you can afford that. So... Um, local authorities will sometimes pay the shippers to go up and clear some bodies from the route, which is what a fucking crazy job to have, you know, and sometimes because of the location of the body, it can pretty much be almost impossible to retrieve. So it would take too long to get out under that compacted snow and ice. And some bodies have blown, I mean, completely over the fucking edges, which Maybe that's the best way. If you're dead, fucking yes. You know, instead of people just walking by me the entire time, you know, or they're on rock faces or snow banks, you know, that in, in, in are in areas that have never been seen or even walked on. I, I mean, who knows? I, I would say that I would say 310 are the ones that they know about. It fucking probably is more, you know? And, uh, and, you know, from what I, from what I read also, that there's only been a few notable attempts in successful recovery from the bodies. Um, a lot of them believe that it's because it's the right thing to do. You know, sometimes relatives, you need a little closure, right? Guides, companies, governments have funded that work. So, so I, I get it. I mean, somebody dies up there, you know they're up there, you know that they're frozen there in time basically and you can never like bury them you can never bring them home or whatever it is now 
I, I imagine, I, I can only assume that maybe some people go, okay, uh, you know, th this, this is part of the, part of the deal. If this happens, this happens. Right. And, uh, and, and maybe that's what it is. And, and they have that agreement. Just leave me the fuck up there. Who knows? But I mean, 310 fucking people have died and only few have been recovered. And some have been there for years and years. And they also say some only appear after like certain weather changes or, you know, snow deposits move. And some, they say somebody's may just be only days old, which would be, that'd be fucking nuts. So I guess in the past few years, because of rising temperatures in the area, many of the older bodies have started to reappear. Almost reminds me like, you know, zombie, zombie from fucking, uh, you know, stepbrothers and shit. Why are you, what are you doing? Burying you, but I'm alive. Uh, <laughs> you're going to wake the neighbors. Um, but it, it, it is, it's, 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 it's got to be horrifying. At least to me, it would be. I mean, they say that it's more horrifying are the bodies appearing scattered around what they call Camp 4 and just above, which I forgot how many camps there were. I know I didn't do... I thought I did better research than this. I guess I did. My bad. Hey, it's the first time I'm doing the fucking subject thing. Um, but that's where most pot uh, potential climbers will rest before their big summit push. So it's got to be probably the last one before that push. And you imagine there's just a fucking campsite of scattered bodies where they just were waiting and fucking died. Some of them even crazier reached the summit and on their way down fucking froze to death. I mean, how fuck? I guess at least you you climbed it, but that's still that's still fucking nuts, man. I I just I just find that still just absolutely amazing when. You know, when you're walking and some of the bodies just have never been found, some would serve as that grim marker as you're climbing that, it, 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 you know, climbing or, or the mountain. Some are only exposed like years later. Like you don't even know. That's what I'm saying. Like, how do you know how many people are up there? I know some people, I know a lot of times, they, you know, you're probably signing, I'm guessing, you're naming this and that, but not back in the 20s. There's no fucking way. So who really knows? But, you know, still, 6,014 people, and they're, you know, as far as they know, 310 people have died. So that basically uh, is has a 3% fucking death rate for uh, Everest summits. So one in 33 summits have ended in death. So when you put it that way, when you say, ah, 310 out of 6,014, but when you say one out of 33 that's those those are some fucking good chances you ain't making it back you're not making it there possibly you know so it's pretty crazy for that to be the case i i'm, I'm i i just i just didn't realize though that that they're still up there and and that they're fucking frozen in time and they just as they say it just looks like they're sleeping and uh, I don't know that that just I feel fucking bad for those people. It's just for everybody. So, um, well, you know, the other one other thing I want to know was so, you know, what or who is the oldest dead body there? And 
you know, want to know if they even have that or if they know and so forth. So as much as, and I researched quite a few, um, one of the few first to take part in this was, I guess, um, in the original, uh, well, in the original British attempts to summon Everest was this guy by the name of George Mallory. And his death is legendary. And I'm going to read what I have here. He said he was actually the first person to set foot on Mount, it's on Mount Everest itself in the original expedition, which I believe was 1924. So, um, which only happened after months of pathfinding to even get to the base. All right. So at least now, you know, you have probably definitely a better indication of where to go. You know, they have certain paths, like things are probably a little bit more organized. Your first one fucking climbing. What the fuck are you like? I'm going to go climb this fucking mountain. I don't know. I can't imagine that you really know too much about oxygen. Um, you know, like know too much about, um, of course you're not going to know anything about the, 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 the route to take. I mean, you're, you're essentially trying to make a road in a mountain or a trail and that's hard enough. That's hard enough trying to find, uh, or, or trying to make a fucking road or or anything in 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 your fucking backyard or something right i mean that that's got to be so fucking hard to even imagine that you're doing that um i was trying to find this uh one thing that i found which i thought was very interesting hold on give me a second okay sorry i got distracted because i was trying i i had this site on my Save, but now it's asking me to subscribe. I'm gonna do that shit. But anyways, so George Mallory was the guy, um, or at least one of the first guys they say. And uh, I mean, again, you imagine you're the first guy, and you're trying to. I, I don't even know how this idea would even come up for you. And you're like, hey, yeah, let's climb this, right? We don't have fucking shit for gear and this and that, but obviously. You know, maybe 75 years later from here, we'll we'll think that. I don't fucking know, right? So, um, so he was one of the first people to attempt a climb, um, you know, after months, again, months of pathfinding to even get to even get to the base. Okay. Months, months just to get to the base. That is the easy part, people. That's the fucking easy part, and it took months. Now you gotta climb the son of a bitch. <laughs> fuck so uh, he was he was uh what the, the one of the first to attempt and you know they basically asked like um why did you want to climb mount everest and i guess his reply was because it's there george mallory's body was found in the mountain 75 years later 75 fucking years later it's, it's just, that's insane, okay? To, to think, to think that. So on June 8th, 1924, 1924, Mallory was on his third attempt, okay? So obviously he had even tried it before. Was on his third attempt along with this, this other gentleman by the name of Andrew Irvine. The two were the last of a group who had 
attempted to reach high base camps for an eventual summit. It is unknown exactly what happened, though it is possible that the pair reached the summit. The last sighting of them alive was at roughly 300 meters, which I couldn't tell you because I'm American and meters don't mean too much shit to me. From the summit, around 8,550 meters based on Noel Odell's account from roughly 7,900 meters. George Mallory's body was only found in 1999. 75 fucking years after he disappeared up on that goddamn mountain. That is... That is crazy. He's still up there, by the way, if, if, I, if, I, if I remember right. Because here in 1999, famous mountaineer Conrad Anker found Mallory's body at around 8,230 meters, which that's well, was right along those lines, just down from the first step without Irvine. He was with a documentary crew who filmed his this historic encounter the body was identified by a tag with the name george mallory sewn in based on a fractured leg bone it seemed like he had taken a fall or slide and became unable to self-rescue the body in places had been stripped of clothing and skin by high winds and weather though was otherwise fairly well preserved by the extreme cold 70 fucking five years later and he was still somewhat preserved by the cold fucking crazy man i i just i just find that absolutely fascinating that it was been that long that the bodies have been well preserved and it it had like I mean, I just feel bad for these guys, but fuck, man. I, I just, I just, I find it in just disbelief. It, it just, it's, it's, it's crazy. So I was trying to get this. I'm sorry. It's just this, uh, this thing's giving me trouble because there was, there was a couple, I, I, I should have wrote, but this was late at night now. And I was just trying to get some work done. I, I but I just found it fascinating. Really what I did was, was the fact of, of all these bodies found. I mean, and there was while I was reading, you kind of get lost because you start reading about this. It was so crazy that I I had to... Oh, I ended up talking to a buddy of mine. That's probably why um, I, I you know, didn't get all the stuff down. He called because we had some business talk. And it was, it was just so crazy reading about this that I had to... Glad that I talked to him because we have always great conversations. But I had to read in, in, or watch read <laughs> i had to watch something that was way better uh that was more positive because holy fuck was it just uh it was exhausting it was it was it was negative it was it was it was tough to it was tough to to read about it so so much and i you know it, it's it's just um it's just crazy how this type of shit has happened. And, and so uh, let me see. So, um, the, yeah, you, 
quite a few dead bodies. There's this place they call the area above 8,000 meters, which is obviously where that George Mallory guy was, that is called the Death Zone. And it is also known as Everest Graveyard. That's uh, that's not a great name about that, but great band name, great band name. Laka Sherpa said that she saw seven bodies on her latest 2018 summit. One whose hair was still blowing in the wind. Elia Sakeli recalls hundreds of people climbing over the body of a recently deceased climber. Mark Jennings Jenkins talks about walking past four newly dead bodies on his descent from the summit in 2013. Crazy. And then there's images and they they just they're there. Even the like the clothes are still like bright. There's oxygen tanks like it, and, and most, a lot of people die because they, you know, lose oxygen tank. Famous bodies they even have famous bodies on Mount Everest. One's called Green Boots, which is one of the most shocking and well-known images from Mount Everest. Is a body of that uh, was nicknamed Green Boots. The body was previously unidentified, but not to believe, uh, to be believed of. I don't know. Shane, I, I can't, I'll, I'll butcher that name. Shang Wang. Palior or something. He was an Indian climber who attempted the summit with a team in 1996. I'm, I'm looking at this body. Just, he just looks like he's just sleeping. It's kind of crazy. Uh, he was caught in part of the what they call the Everest disaster, which saw eight climbers dying on the mountain and some suffering frostbite, eventually losing fingers. Um, there had been holdups caused by fixed lines not being placed ahead of time. Certain points and fast-moving blizzards hit multiple groups on the descent, basically reducing the visibility to zero. And, um, you know, the good thing is, hit, so this is 2014, so still well-preserved. But this one was one of the few luckies that his bot, lucky, I don't, <laughs> I guess I really can't use the word lucky um for him that's not anything luck i meant to say that it's lucky for the family i guess that he was at least able to be removed um from there so not that he was lucky but good for the family because his 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 body was moved around 2014 along with some others and um and reported that some climbers from the chinese side moved moved and buried some under rocks or out of sight so um, that was one. Another one by the name of David Sharp. The cave was also uh, the cave was also where American climber David Sharp would perish in 2006. Sharp was on a solo trek without a group, Sherpa or radio. Okay, first of all, that sounds like a suicide mission to me. I mean, fuck. Uh, you're not supposed to go climbing, or you're not supposed to go hiking out in the fucking trail desert without some type of um, contact or, you know, uh, let alone climbing Mount Everest without a radio? Fuck, man. And without your guide? So it is believed he had descended after a possible successful summit, which that's pretty fucking incredible to be able to climb it. And, um, and, uh, and coming down, took shelter in the cave near the body, it says. So obviously... He, he took shelter, and that's what it was. And some groups making their ascent didn't see him. One group did see him on their way up, but thought he was just resting. 
On their descent, they found him still in the cave, hypothermic, without oxygen, and suffering from frostbite and frozen limbs. In this state, he was he was in, he was unable to speak or stand. Multiple teams tried to rouse him. That's not the best term. And help, but were unable to. A stronger team of Sherpas tried to help and were able to get to him to speak some words. However, he was a- wasn't able to stand and rescue was impossible. His body was moved from the cave a year later as requested by the family, though was only removed from visibility. Uh, there was a large controversy in the American media over passing a struggling climber, essentially leaving them to die for a summit. But from what I keep reading, if you do, and I, that's another thing I couldn't do. I just couldn't leave somebody. But if you don't, you're pretty much putting yourself in that predicament and more chances are likely that you're not going to make it. Um, Rob Hall. Rob Hall and Scott Fisher's death may be the most well-known after their portrayal in the movie Everest. I haven't seen it. Now I kind of want to see, but most of these movies, they just don't do a great job. You know? Rob Hall was a guide in his own company, a venture consultant. In 1996, there were many holds up on a... What was it? In 1996, there were many many holds up on a busy day of ascents. Uh, I think they were held up, is kind of what I'm saying. Hall would reach the summit with a few clients and started to, de- and started to descend when he found another client, Doug Hansen. Hansen was struggling on his way up and had been told to abandon the attempt by a Sherpa on their team, which... That's what they do. They get Sherpas as guides. They're the fucking climbers of the climb. Like, like they're the fucking athletes. They're the pros. And they will say, you should probably go back. Now, they'll do everything to tell them, but they can't force them, right? Because it's still their client. But I don't know. Anyway, so one of them told him, you, you can't do it. So, however, Doug had been on a 1995 expedition with Rob and turned around only 300 meters from the summit. This time, he was determined to make it to the top. Fuck, that is that is the tough one. Not to not to say you know I'm I'm good. Rob and Doug headed up and didn't make it to the summit. However, the blizzard of 1996 had started. I guess it's a thing, and weather and weather conditions were horrific. Shortly after starting the descent, Hall radioed for help as Doug was now unconscious. Another company guide, Andy Harris, started up with oxygen to help them. Nearly half a day later, Doug Hansen radioed to say Doug Hansen had died. Oof. And Andy Harris had reached them, but they had lost each other. He died around 8,690 meters. His body was found just over a week later and is still on the mountain to this day. Oh, man. Um... Oh, gosh, I just don't want to, I can't be reading these more. This is the stuff I was reading. It, it, it's, it's, um, it's tough to fucking see this. I, you know, granted, I don't know them or anything like that, but it's just crazy to think that these people's bodies are still up there. You know, yeah, there's no life and, and so forth, but it's still a fact of, it's still a person or was a person, right? Uh, there's, I mean, there's a few, Scott Fisher, uh, Annalore Schmatz. I, and yeah, I'm probably butchering all these. And that was 
1979. Yeah, 79. Uh, in uh, this is a creepy picture. In 1979, Hannah Laura and her husband Gerhard, both very experienced mountaineers, traveled to Everest to attempt a summit. On the final push, they split into two groups, with Gerhard leading the first. This group summited and returned successfully to Camp 3. So they actually went down pretty far, it sounded like. Hannah Laura's group went second through, though Gerhard had worn them off after seeing the terrible weather conditions. Their group with Hannah Laura did reach the summit, but got into trouble coming back down. Hannah Laura and another climber, Ray Jeanette, were exhausted and wanted to stop and make a shelter. Despite the Sherpa's warnings that this could be fatal, they did make a small bivioc. Bivioc. I'm probably pronouncing that completely shitty. I'm no fucking English major. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, I know. Big shock, right? You can tell. It bivouac. Bivouac. Okay, I was trying to put some type of fucking accent on that bitch. Um, Ray Jeanette did, didn't survive the stop and died that night. The rest of the group continued down from here, and along the way, Annalors have come to exhaustion, seating and asking for water. One of the Sherpas stayed to try and help and suffered frostbite as a result, losing most of his toes and fingers. Annalore died on the upper slopes of Everest at around 8,300 meters, only 100 meters or so from fucking Camp 4. That's crazy. Her body remained on Mount Everest for years, it says, propped up on her backpack. It served as a very good reminder of what could go wrong. For a long time, this is just, uh, for a long time, her hair would still blow in the wind. Some climbers mistook her clothing for a tent and would approach only seeing the reality at the last minute. Over the years, the wind and exposure stripped the body to the skull. Yeah, and they have a picture of it. And uh, it looks like something like Mortal Kombat, seriously. Like the fully clothed in the skull is just there. And and sitting up, like sitting up. Um, in 1984, two members of a Nepalese police expedition died while attempting to to retrieve her body. The body may have been pushed over the side of the North Pole by strong winds, but may also still be buried under snow. Still up there, dude. Still up there. I mean, yeah, George Mallory, that's the, that's the one that I saw here about 1999. You can still almost see like skin on his foot because they have a, a small picture of that. Um, it's it's crazy man so uh no i am not fucking climbing mount everest and nor would i ever think of climbing mount everest and there's still a ton of people that i'm scrolling by i just can't be reading this again it was it's pretty fucking like ooh, uh, uh it, it's just it's hard to imagine and it's it's crazy that it actually happens um they're saying like how do people die on everest so i guess there's many different causes of death, obviously, um, but a large amount are unknown as the climber disappeared. So see, so how would you even know that, you know, counted 310 people? Who knows how the fuck many people are up there? You know, altitude sickness 
and that causes the person not to be able to continue as often the leading cause. Becoming too ill or exhausted to continue means staying in one place and using up all the available oxygen. Eventually, the person will succumb to the elements and their body will shut down. Also, a cardiac event or heart attack caused by the incredible strain can happen, you know, even in young climbers, healthy people. It doesn't matter. An avalanche or a fall can lead to being buried under compacted snow, which leads to basically death by asphyxiation. <laughs> um, you know, they have crevices and, and hidden cracks and the underlying layer of ice that basically you can slip and fucking break something, you know. Um, that is, uh, one is the foundation ice, the foundation of the ice along the journey is buried in snow. And if a climber falls in without a guide rope or rescue option, they sometimes cannot be retrieved. Um, the crevices, 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 crevices on Everest are generally very large and out in the open. At certain points, ladders are strapped to the ice with ice screws and climbers must walk over while balancing that sounds like a fucking great time doesn't it does it a fall without a rope or where a rope fails can lead to broken bones or head injuries and a crevice rescue is very hard going slightly off the path or slipping in certain sections like the they call the hillary step at the top can lead to long falls or fast slides doesn't sound like a good time when you're talking about mount everest Falling in dangerous areas where others can't follow or it would be impossible to get back from are nearly always fatal. Of course, man. I mean, uh, yeah, there's a picture of the fucking big ass crevice with a, 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 a ladder that's just bowing at the bottom. Nah, fuck that, man. That That's just, I don't know. That's just fucking crazy. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, and the caps, the, the camps are, are quite large, you know, six man tents. Um, it is, it is, it is, it is quite insane that people actually like, this is a choice, you know, I mean, yeah, we choose to drive a car, but in many cases it's the best way for us to get around. And that's what we got to do. Going to climb in the fucking tallest mountain on earth. Um, that's your choice, and uh, it, it just doesn't sound like a lot of fun to me. It really doesn't. It, it's 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 crazy that it's that. I mean, I I just I just find disbelief. I just find disbelief that as far as the the deaths, right? And people still there to this day, like that George Mallory guy. You know, um, one crazy thing though is i found very fascinating because i wanted to check it out as who holds like the record who has climbed mount everest the most and how many times and it's this guy by the name of and i'm just doing my best kami rita sherpa who has summited everest you ready 24 fucking times 24 fucking times this guy has fucking climbed that goddamn mountain and back. Um, I dropped the fucking mic and I'd be like, yep, I'm good. I, that that is that is uh unreal. And you and you gotta remember, 
Um, the Sherpas usually are the ones doing twice as much fucking work, you know, climbing and shit like that because they're helping all these people climb. Um, so, you know, not only do they make the climbs, you know, as like guides, but they're expected to help and rescue those who get in fucking trouble. So they're exposed more and, you know, are, are the ones that are in a really, really bad place. But that shows you the remarkability of what they are able to do, their fitness, their, their skill level as mountaineers and what they're able to do because that's fucking impressive. I mean, 24 fucking times. Yeah, uh, I don't know if there is ever a, any type of fucking... I mean, I wouldn't climb fucking four peaks, you know, 24 times. Hell, I, 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 that's too much. I, I can't imagine climbing the fucking the, the tallest mountain on earth. So I just thought it was pretty fucking crazy, quite fascinating. Um, and I just figured why not i i would do a uh like an episode based on that um so there you have it uh, now i'm not trying to get all like all the fucking facts and this and that I'll, obviously as you could tell i i I, th- I was like man i got prepared quite well like i got a lot of good shit um one is yeah minor details like how many people fucking climbed the goddamn mountain how the hell did i not fucking look at that um <laughs> put that in my notes uh you know definitely missed a few key points shall we say <laughs> um uh but i also don't want to be you know doing a two three hour podcast it'd be great if there was you know somebody i could basically talk with or at least do it with but there's not and that's just you know and that's okay i could i i just didn't want to just go forever and in all these you know, facts and these little details. I just wanted to kind of talk about the most interesting and more fascinating parts and some of the stories, um, especially the whole, like, I didn't, I, I really, and again, maybe I'm the only motherfucker here that didn't know, but I had no idea that the bodies were just up there and just preserved and lying there as people walk by them, climb over them and see them there and have been there from anywhere from years to maybe days that's pretty fucking nuts you know so um yeah that is uh that is something that um blew my mind it absolutely blew my mind so i'm i know i hope you guys at least enjoyed that uh mount everest deal uh i know it's a little rough but fuck you know i'm not a journalist i i like to just talk about shit and i like just to laugh about shit. Not a lot to laugh about there. I don't like really making like that's hard to fucking joke about that shit. I'm I, my fucking ass ain't going up that goddamn mountain. I'll tell you that. Uh, and uh, and I just uh, you know it's, it's it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy how shit like that like comes about. And I just never thought about it until you know somebody else brings it up. And I'm glad I'm glad that um, I'm glad that that happened because. I still find it fascinating. I have a few of them here that I think are going to be quite good about, you know, talking about them. I think it's going to be fun. And um, one of them, I don't know if I want to give it away. Maybe this is the next one I'll do. I'm not sure, but uh, maybe I shouldn't say. 
Because if I don't do it, then I'm fucking lying again. Because I've never lied to you guys before, right? No, of course not. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure. I won't say it yet, but I, I don't know. I, I, I do want to. Anybody ever? Okay, <laughs> I can't help myself. Uh, anybody ever remember Sea Monkeys? Yeah. I know I was fucking one of those kids. Um, are they a fucking scam? That's the next thing I'm looking into because I forgot how that came about. And I did do just a little bit of reading on it. And it was kind of interesting how that came about. And yeah, that's a fucking ripoff, goddammit. I, I, I don't think there's another fucking toy or whatever you want to call it that I had ever been more disappointed in. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's like that they, when they're showing, you know, they're showing cars or your RC cars when you're a kid and they're fucking flying and you're like, I want that motherfucker. That thing's badass. Then you get it. And it's just like the biggest hunk of shit there is. It hits fucking carpet. The fucking thing barely even goes. It's just, um, you know, they build expectations up for you and then they just rip them right fucking out. That's why expectations are so bad because they cause such huge disappointments. Huge, huge. Um, yeah, but that I think is what's going to be my next one. Don't don't hold me on it, but I found that kind of interesting. There's a few more things that I'm looking into, but yeah. Um, let's see this. Oh, next week at this time, I'm going to be ready to be going to the Barrett Jackson, which will be fun. I'm looking forward to that shit. Uh, I... Uh, I'll see if I can try to write Brad. I, I'm, I'll have to put it on my schedule. I have a, I have a few things I got to do. I got to prep this podcast. I actually got to prep. Yeah, I got to prep this podcast, get it ready, and I guess pay the fucking $23. Sons of bitches, man. Fuck. Uh, yeah, that's a kind of bunch of horse shit. Um, but at least, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I hope that you guys at least enjoyed what uh what this was about uh today about man mount everest of course i went off on a tangent as i normally do uh in in the beginning of the episode but it, quite fascinating and it was fun i mean i gotta say there's a lot of crazy things that you come across and just there's certain things that you don't even ever think about that actually have some fascinating stories and maybe it's stuff that you hear about all the time but you know Mount Everest? Oh, yeah, the Thomas. The, the Thomas. Oh, yeah, Mount Everest, the tallest mountain in the world. But but there's, like, you don't really realize other things that really involve. You just think about, oh, yeah. And there's just some stuff that you would never think are that fascinating until you actually dive a little bit deeper into that, into the story, and you realize, holy shit, this is fucking nuts, you know? So, yeah, I found it fascinating. That kind of happened with me with typo negative a little bit um, on the singer who so unfortunately enough, I mean, died at 48. That's crazy. Um, Peter Steele. Um, but to die of sepsis because of, was it David Talikovitis? Talikovitis? I was, God, this is one of the hardest things to pronounce. Um, at 48, I, I, that, that's just crazy. Um, but, uh, but the new song, I don't want to be me. Well, it's not a new song. Sorry. It's new to me. Let's put it this new to me. 
they did a wake up song one time on KUPD at my at my buddy's show, and I never heard that one before. I only heard the what 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 is it the the one for the Halloween? It's the oh fuck 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 god damn it! I hate when I can't when I have a brain fart. It is um, black number one. Duh, yeah, fucking idiot. Uh, but I don't want to be me. Great fucking tune. I've been playing that a lot. <laughs> I don't want to be. I don't want to be me. I don't want to be me anymore. It's such a good tune. It was great. Um, so yeah, so I kind of was reading about him and it was crazy uh, how long he was in bands, what he went through, what he did. And I just, you know, again, there's shit that you don't think about and it's quite fascinating. I mean, it really is. Just like other people, just in general, have fascinating stories stories everybody has a fucking story everybody does and it's very interesting so which is which is great why these things are around like podcasts and things like that you know especially when you got like joe rogan that just interviews some of the most interesting people not everybody for me anyway but some great great fucking people that he talks to is crazy uh, nothing gets me more pumped though when I hear podcasts, whether it's Rogan or um, Mark Marin or Adam Ray, when they talk about people that uh, I like, like you know, a Kevin Smith or you know, a comedian, uh, whether it, like Jesselnick or something like that, and how they started, what they went through, and I swear to God, nothing motivates me more than those type of people, along with like your you know, Tony Robbins type of people, um, those kind of guys also just, I don't know, there's, there's a lot of good shit that comes out of that. And, uh, and of course, you know, I just find all that stuff fascinating. So it's time for me to eat some fucking dinner. I actually cheating today, not cheat meal. I'm cheating on meal prep, I guess. I don't really call it cooking. Let's say cooking to feel like it. It's a little bit of a late day for me on Wednesdays, which is why it's a perfect day to do a podcast because I run so late on these days and don't get home till later. It gives me the perfect amount of time and uh, decided I'm going with some pollo loco. I love that shit. Besides, it's almost fucking cheaper to eat out now than it is eating at home. Especially with fucking eggs. Don't, oh fuck, don't get me started with that shit, man. I think you guys already know. Yes, eggs have quadruple. But what I'm talking about is my what my breakfast is. It's a bowl of oatmeal and eight raw eggs a day. Every morning. Well, except for Saturday. I actually cook my food then. But eight raw eggs every morning. Um, eggs have always been... The cheapest, most efficient, one of the healthiest superfoods of all. To me, probably the best of all. The only natural food that actually has all nine amino acids. It's got high protein. Everything about it is perfect. And I do them raw because, you know why? I, that doesn't matter to me. It's efficiency. It's about getting the nutrients, the protein in, in natural foods. I had to cut back to six eggs a week. Uh, six eggs. <laughs> I should cut back to six eggs a week. Six, week, six eggs a day. 
you fuck when I'm paying five to six dollars for a fucking dozen is is just straight fucking robbery. Avian flu, blah blah blah. That's all fucking horse shit. They just want you. They're just fucking price gouging us, man. I know I almost sound like a conspiracy theorist. I, that's just me. I just I'm just so fucking aggravated by it, and uh, and it sucks. So when eggs are that high, yes, it's almost cheaper to fucking go out and eat. So I'm having fucking pollo loco today with some serranos. Oh, it's gonna be so fuck. They better be hot. Fucking love that shit. Uh, making my mouth water. I made some steaks last night, or made a steak last night with some. I actually had someone over last night, so I made some steaks and uh, steaks and uh, sweet potato. But I, I I mash it, so I I bake it right, right. So it's a baked baked sweet potato, but I peel it and then mash it into. You could say I guess a mashed potato, but it's mashed sweet potato. I make some guacamole. And I make some good fucking guacamole and very simple. And then put it basically a layer over the top. I put I I put the 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 potatoes down, mashed, and then I put a layer of guacamole over the top. Yeah, I know it sounds odd, and it looks crazy, but you have that. You'll never want to have anything else with steak again even white potatoes now white potatoes definitely right then and there but the taste between avocado and or the the taste with avocado or guacamole shall we say and sweet potatoes is an an amazing combination that will blow your fucking mind and then you have some steak with that oh fuck forget about it it's it's unreal unreal little ribeye last night Mm. we loved it it was, it was fucking great. And I only pan fried the steaks this time uh, because right now I um, don't have a grill, but, you know, eventually. So I'm still going to eat my fucking red meat, God damn it. There's no question about that. Um, all right. Well, uh, I appreciate you guys again for always taking the time to listen to my shit. Hope you guys actually enjoyed the Mount Everest thing. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys are online. You can always reach me at Jose Mays underscore creator on IG. YouTube, always YouTube. Jose Mays of the Degenerate. Um, subscribe to me there. Watch the videos. Like them because that helps my alg- algorithm. That helps me. That helps YouTube go, hey, this fucking guy's popping. Let's fucking put him up on the side, on the side bar, you know? Get me fucking moving. Get me some watch hours. Um, and, uh, and hit that subscribe. I mean, whatever you got to do, fucking sneak up on it, smash it, fucking punch it, kick it, fuck whatever. Uh, you can hit the noti- bell, notification bells. I don't give a shit about that. I just liking and subscribing for sure. You can, well, you're going to be able to check me out on Juan and Joe comedy.com. I'm still thinking I actually have some names on here and I, I got to go over them again. It's been a minute. Uh, but I, I, you know, I got to change that. I, I, I think I looked up hella average, but I think it was taken. We'll see. Um, and um, Twitter, I, fuck, I'm really not on that. Jose Meza creator, no underscore Jose Meza creator. That's my handle there. Uh, and I think that's it. You might be able to email me from Juan and Joe Comedy, but I'm not sure. But, you know, you can always check me out on there. And um, if you can just, let me know. Oh, and of course, subscribe to the podcast here. 
and and you can always leave a comment on there as well, I believe. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for uh, stopping by, and um, always appreciate it. I, I really do. And uh, you know, sec I'm really really trying this to keep on my schedule. I know there's a lot of shit that comes up on my on my schedule sometimes. Hopefully, if I do, maybe be just a week that I I have to miss, and hopefully I will know beforehand schedule accordingly but uh thank you for everything um check out um all my shit and i will talk about you guys later peace that's a fucking wrap <laughs>